Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's bonus episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And listen, as you can see, the panel is rather small. We are awaiting a few other gents to pop on in here. But you know what? There is literally so much fantastic Xbox news to talk about that I thought it would be really awesome to kind of hang out with this community and just talk Xbox. Because again, you know, launch is 37 days away. Um, we had an amazing RDX last night with Dealer Gaming and those um, fine gentlemen on the RDX panel. And of course, they even had the fantastic Aaron Greenberg show up for about 10 or 15 minutes and answer a bunch of questions. And Dealer, if you're listening, and I hope that you are, congratulations, 4,100 plus people in the live chat. That is not a record because they broke 5,000 during uh, a couple of weeks ago. But my God, that is something else. And you know what? You know what that proves, folks? That proves that as Xbox gamers, we're all excited. We all want to tune in to some positive Xbox news, talk with one another, and of course, you know, in order to have a show, well, you got to have a panel. And so far, we have two panel members that are not strangers to this community. So let's get into the introductions as the people file on in here. And hopefully, we can get Cotton McCast and Dreadpool to pop in momentarily. And so we'll start with Crispy Bomb. Now, Crispy, you are obviously a part of Breakfast with Boom each and every week, but you're also a part of the next podcast and, of course, Retro Renegade. So you yourself have been busy. Welcome to today's show. Oh, good afternoon, everybody. I am already fired up, ready to roll, and we got some stuff to talk about. It should be fun. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And as as you can see by the um, the thumbnail and the advertising for this show, uh, there's a lot of questions that we're going to be asking. And uh, it's going to be, I think we're going to have a tremendous amount of really good answers. Cannot wait to get into it with the chat. But next up, you know him as someone still surfing on a piece of pizza that is hard as a rock at this point, still looking for the perfect calzone, our very good friend and voice of Four Guys With Quarters, the Italian Clowns. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, Boom? Happy to be here. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of exciting topics, and we got Crispy Bomb to bomb those topics out as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, folks, this is going to be a lot of fun because obviously... There is a tremendous amount of Xbox news, but unfortunately, we're going to have to open up the show with a bit of, I guess you can call it controversy, and a part of the bits and bytes section of the show, and again, these are smaller topics that we get into that don't necessarily take up a lot of time, but I think are worthy of a conversation, and it was brought to my attention by a very good friend of the show, and you know him as Nano Polymath. Uh, Polymuth. Uh, he is uh, obviously a big fan of this channel. He is a big fan of Dealer Gaming. He's also a very popular community member because he's constantly putting out good information. And uh, you know what? Hopefully he is here in the chat and listening. And the reason what, what we're going to talk about is the supposed overheating issue that has been blown out of proportion by many people, not only on social media, of course, because, you know, it is the internet and they are always going to, uh, fl uh, I should say, um, you know, uh, stoke the flame, if you will, you know, pun intended. But of course, now 
with these consoles going to other people, you know, influencers um, who are, have Twitch streams and, of course, influencers within tech and in the gaming industry, uh, that people are now getting their hands on it. So one one particular one, and I and I bring I bring Nano up because he actually had posted this, and I kind of want to bring it up. And um, here, here here's the uh, the now Robert Serrano is the one that uh, actually tweeted about this, and he is actually quoting Kevin Bogard, who apparently is a French uh, uh, a Twitch streamer. And in the original uh, tweet, which I believe has been taken down by Kevin Bogart, who I don't know who he is. I know that he is he is someone that, uh, that is relatively popular, especially in France, and he does have a Twitch stream. He says this, the Series X is hot, like really hot. It doesn't make any noise, but damn, it's hot. The console is emitting heat like crazy, almost like a fireplace shaft. You can heat up your flat with it. Now, here's the thing. Um, first of all, it, what I find to be hilarious about this is unless you are living in a flat that is four by four with one window, you're not heating up your apartment with this. I know the guy was being facetious, but what I also find to be hilarious is like any electronic part you buy for anything, let's just say your phone. Clowns was making a joke about it. Clowns, your phone was getting hot while you were watching a video. Uh, did you throw it in the garbage or run for a fire extinguisher? I'm curious to uh, get your opinion. But before I get your opinion on this, Clowns, I, I want to bring up the two other tweets because I guess he started to walk this back because of pressure or maybe because, I don't know, he was lying. But these are these the, these are the next two tweets from uh, Mr. Bogart. Uh, and, and I'm talking about Terry Bogart from, of course, uh, Fatal Fury. He says, to be clear, the Xbox Series X is hot at 45 Celsius, which is 120, uh, 120 degrees Fahrenheit, only after four hours of gameplay session, and it comes back to normal temperature. Uh, stand by without any on standby without any games in background in just five minutes to seven Celsius, 44.6 degrees. That's cool. Various tests done on prototype of Series X. And then he continued to walk it back, and he says, fix, in capital letters, Xbox Series X decreases its temperature by 7 degrees, uh, by, by seven, se 7 degrees Celsius and 44.6 Fahrenheit every five minutes at a time when it's in standby and goes to 27 degrees Fahrenheit to 80 degrees of, uh, I mean, it's 27 degrees Celsius and 80 degrees Fahrenheit as normal temperature idle. Now, clowns, here's the thing. With when when you look at the um, series um, X, it is basically a rig. And if anyone that knows anything about computers, rigs are notorious for getting hot. In fact, that is why they are. Uh, they have fans. They have liquid cooling. They have all kinds of different ways to cool the con uh, to cool the the rig so it doesn't overheat while you are playing a big taxing game like a Doom Eternal or a Halo or Gears of War or whatever. Do you find that this guy might have been just looking for followers or clicks or just trying to rebel rouse because he has nothing else better to what, what what do you think his motivation was to uh, to insinuate that there's something going on here because the one thing that we've heard clowns is to the touch the console stays cool 
the mean, meaning the plastic, but like any working part or device or computer, inside is going to get hot. And Microsoft has created a way to vent that heat out through the top of it with the giant fan with all of those holes. Heat is going to come out of your console. I don't know why you'd put your hand there, but I think you got to be kind of a boob. What, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, boom, I think he's just reaching. I, I think he's reaching for clicks. And I think he's who when he said this, he's trying to reach on the fear of the red ring of death. So it's all fear. It's fear mongering and fear mongering and clickbaiting does well for clicks and views and getting friends on Twitter. And then you create this whole troll army of people that know nothing, don't even know the truth. You know, in my PC, my CPU can get as hot as uh, 80 degrees Celsius. So I put a new, uh, you know, cooler on it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was getting as hot as 80 degrees Celsius. Did I open up my PC case and stick my hand on it and go, <laughs> wow, I can feel it's getting hot, guys. You know, no, I don't do that. I'll tell you, I put my phone in Florida, your phone in the car. If you're driving around in the car, sometimes your phone can get really hot and it feels really hot on the back. But is it like, wow, this is devastating. Uh, I better go on Twitter and, and create a whole bunch of trolls against Samsung because the back of my phone gets hot. No, it's it's just ridiculous. Electronics are going to get hot. They cause heat. The heat expels itself if it's vented properly. And I have no worries and no fears of the Xbox Series S or X because the way the ventilation is in these systems, it's going to be just fine. This guy is just trying to reach for something to look cool in the moment. But when it comes out, he's going to look like a fool. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. First of all, let's welcome to the program, Cotton McCass. What's going on, Cotton? How you feeling, brother? Great, man. Uh, thanks for letting me jump on in here. Sorry, I was a little bit late. No, that's okay, dude. Listen, welcome to the program. We're going to get, we're doing a, a, the bits and bites section. We're talking about the over uh, um, exaggerated uh, heat situation. And we'll come to you in a minute. But Crispy, look, one of the other uh, instances that people are talking about, and again, like, like for instance, Rich Review Tech USA. Now, I like Rich. Uh, he is, he's a funny dude. He, you know, he obviously loves, um, you know, making content and and he can be at times you know a finger pointy uh but i i do i do watch his stuff and he did a video uh that just went up about um and on the thumbnail was actually quite funny where it's a it's a hot dog being roasted over the series, series x and uh he brings up a particular um video that was done by the giant beast cast now that's that's that that's uh the second podcast for giant bomb and um, one, and I don't know the guy's name, and I have not watched both of these programs in a very, very, very long time since starting my own channel. Um, I, I don't really watch anything from mainstream media. I watch other people's content uh, because I, I want to support others. I don't want to support the IGNs and the Beastcasts and stuff like that because they don't support us. So, of course, I'm going to support these, the content creation community that I'm a part of. And I think more need to do that, uh, to be honest. But um, during the Giant Beast cast, which I believe is their other show, and I'm not sure if that's Thursday or Friday, uh, they took out the um, one terabyte memory card from the back of the console. Now, uh, I, don't, I mean, listen, I am no rocket scientist. So you can even dare say I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed and i won't even argue with you but what i do know is common sense and when you have a part 
inside of a working device like the Series X and you take it out and you put it in your hand, it's probably going to be hot because it, it, the card is made of metal. Again, really, really should be common sense. So he, they, they were talking about, wow, this is, this is uncomfortably warm in my hand. I mean, listen, I, I understand that, I, and I'm not even suggesting that there was some sort of a, 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 a plot to, you know, to ruin Microsoft because, quite frankly, they, they have hit on all switches. I just find it funny that there seems to always be a narrative against Xbox. And, and I want you to touch on this because we were talking prior to going live and you, 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 you're laughing. We were having a, a bit of a real hoot before we went live. But there is a running narrative that seems to be like the, and I guess maybe it's sells papers or clicks or magazines or whatever you want to do. But there, no matter what Microsoft seems to do, they always seem to get the shit. Pardon my French. I mean, think about this for a second, Crispy. They, people have had the Series X in their possession, if you go by today's date, at least for over two weeks. That is six to seven weeks before the console goes live for sale. That has never been done before. And certainly, Sony has not even sent out PlayStation 5s to people like Greg Miller, right? People like Digital Foundry or Austin Evans to break down their own console. No, they put it up on Twitter on their blog, and they have it in a controlled environment. Now, granted, I watched some of it. I'm going to watch all of it. We're going to talk about it again and get our feelings out there for Friday's Breakfast with Boom, because this is obviously a, uh, an, an Xbox show, so we're not going to talk about Sony right now. But I just find it odd that Microsoft is become so transparent and so forthcoming with everything that with these consoles. It seems to me like it's never enough. First of all, answer answer that. But more importantly, what are your thoughts on the over exaggeration of the heat that seems to be the raging issue on social media? Oh, uh, you know, you know that good old uh, goalpost gif. You know, just move the goal. Yes, wait, well, it keeps running down the, yeah. the the street. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and and you know, it actually reminds me of of the gif with the the squirrel reaching for the bird feeder. You know what I mean? Like like, hey, let's just reach a little farther and see if we can get it. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty ridiculous at this point. Uh, you know, this is this is the problem. You got a lot of people that are PlayStation fans that have this console right now. And that's that's where it's they're reaching for any possible thing to make the PlayStation look good. That is the whole point. You, you just you have to see it through through, you know, a glass house and say, don't throw stones because we don't even know what's going on on the other side. You know, and it's it's a big problem. And, and this is why, you know, as as media continues to run with these stupid narratives, I continue to not support them. And it's, it's getting a little ridiculous that we're at the point where so many people have this console and and they're just they're stretching. They're, they're stretching as far as they can to try to make this console look bad. So what it makes me think is the confidence that they have for doing that, for, for giving people like this, you know, that console. And it's, it's pretty incredible that, you know, they were willing to do that while on the other side, they're not doing much, but making people come to them, which is kind of ridiculous. And I, I mean, this is where you're a fan of one or the other 
And I have very little questions other than let's see some, you know, next gen games on here. Which we know, which again, which which we're going to touch on a little bit because they did confirm that yes, that's coming. In fact, Aaron touched on that last night on RDX, and he said, "Yeah, we're doing things in a in a specific order, and we're going to get there before launch." Exactly, and that's what I feel. I feel that the confidence that they have in this product right now is incredible, and I think we're gonna we're gonna see some great stuff. And I think some of these PlayStation guys are going to get even saltier and try to make up more stuff, and we just have to ignore it at this point. That's that's really where i'm at about it yeah no i i, I and again it, it is folks if you if you see the and again it, it's only a matter of time before we start seeing a lot of the uh the you know mainstream media websites running with the oh my god this uh, series x is overheating it's not overheating uh as a matter of fact and, and i think it was it was it was confirmed that some of the, some of the issues where the message would come up came about where they had these the, the series x in a closed cabinet which is wow like why would you do that i have no idea um but again i it, again not not certainly not the biggest topic of the day uh but it was one i, I I'm, I'm i'm just i thought it was worthy of a conversation simply because uh we've seen it starting to get debunked and i wanted to be a part of that process i think that if you are on the fence and i don't know why you would be at, at this point uh i mean there's just so much um, differences between the PlayStation Five and the Series X, and and, and it's not just the power; it, it's it's everything, and it is the better console. It is the better value. It is the better everything. I just wanted to be a part of the conversation when we talked about debunking, uh, you know, nonsense. But real quick, I have to shout a couple, shout out a couple of people that dropped some super chats in here. And the first one of the day comes to our uh, from our very good friend and very generous friend Bounty Broom. He drops. A super sticker for two dollars. Thank you so much for that, brother. We also have another super sticker that comes in from Nine Lives Two Ten for two dollars. Thank you for your generosity, but more importantly, brother, thank you for being here. And Bounty Boom drops another outstanding five dollars super chat and says there was a breakdown this morning. Wow, this looks big. Yeah, you know what? Again, we're going to get into um, how big that PlayStation Five really is. I mean, folks. I, I mean, I'm, I don't. I'll say this. My current TV stand is nice. Holds the PlayStation 4 Pro perfectly. Holds my TV. I actually had to go out and buy a new piece of furniture uh, because it's just not going to uh, fit the PlayStation 5. And and, and, and the Xbox, I, I have no problem putting it where it is. It's just the PlayStation 5 is a monster. I mean, like, literally a monster. Um, but you know what? Let's get Cotton McCast in there. Cotton... And obviously, you took a look at the show notes, and this is a little bit of a little bit different because we're talking about you know the literally the hot topic of the day. Uh, what what are you, what are your thoughts on some of these narratives that seem to constantly pop up against Xbox, but more specific, more specifically, the heat thing? You know, obviously, you know they're not catching fire. Heat is coming out of the vents on the top. That is what it's supposed to do. Basically, the the machine is pushing the heat out, and if you put your hand there, uh, you're probably going to feel some warm air. But again, I think that happens to electronics all over the place. Doesn't matter whether it's the Series X, the PS5, or, or um, you know your, your your cell phone, your Nintendo Switch, or whatever. What what are your thoughts on the 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 the, the heat the heat issue that people seem to be running with uh sounds like science to me i mean if it's coming out of the exhaust vent <laughs> i don't know i just uh briefly saw this last night whenever i was uh i tried to tune into rdx live and then 
uh, I saw D's video go up with his uh, thumbnail there with saying there was a heating problem. And that's about all I saw because I haven't really been on Twitter too much but, uh, as of the past couple of days. But, I mean, it's always something. It's always something that people are starting to run with. The narrative is always flipped onto Xbox. Um, like back, there used to be like real issues with this sort of thing, like with the 360 and whatnot. So it's an easy, um, hot like line to throw out there with like, oh, is this a potential red ring of death sort of thing where like someone's going to read this and be like, oh no, like I'm not, now I'm going to wait a year or two to get an Xbox or a new, even when they were having the overheating stuff come out with the PlayStation 5, which obviously could be a totally different thing for either one. But it's just like one of those hot hotline topics that people can just go out there without anyone wanting to research as, oh, why is it overheating, you know, or getting all technical about it. But if it's people enclosing them in, like, in little confined spaces or it's just getting hot where it's pushing out hot air out of the, the ventilation on the top, the big fan, I don't see that as a problem. Like, like Clown said, um, I'm not living in Florida anymore, but I know how hot your electronics can get there sitting in the car. Uh, even here in Denver, the sun, we're so close to the sun here, uh, leaving out your phone out on like a golf cart. If you're out gol golfing or anything like getting hit by the sun, it gets so hot, like things get hot that way. And they don't even overheat that way. And I don't know, it's seems a little petty for someone to try to go on to Twitter like that and just try to throw xbox or someone under the bus but you know what can you expect with stuff like that these days even right now my xbox one gets kind of hot yeah like, yeah sure all, it does absolutely it's, on all, it's all on all the ports like all the air vents i mean thing the same with my ps4 pro same with like any electronics that's how they work man um <laughs> things are getting hot inside of there because they're working hard so i wouldn't be surprised if things do get a little hot but don't close it inside a little cabinet that's not smart <laughs> yeah no there's no doubt about that and obviously you know you, you put it behind your tv if you don't have the room on top of right. your tv stand just stick it behind your tv because it's going to work just fine but you definitely want that vent being clear uh, me personally, I'm probably going to have it standing up. I think it looks cool standing up I like personally. Uh, yeah, I, I like the I like the green tint in, in, in the vent. I think that it is. Uh, it may listen. At, look, let's let's be real here, folks. When we get these consoles, we're going to be enamored by what they look like, how small or how big they are. But they're going to go somewhere, and you're probably never going to be really looking at your console. So you know what I'm saying? Like no one really, like really looks at it. Going, you want to play games when you you, you hit the, the the power button on your controller, your console starts up, you jump into a game, and eja, that's it. But you know what? Let's let's uh let's move on to the the next uh, bites and bits before we get into the meat and potatoes of of course um, this particular show. Uh, now listen, 
you know, uh, obviously, Aaron Greenberg was on RDX last night. Of course, again, Microsoft doing things that no one else is doing. Their executives coming on to uh, people's podcasts are incredible. I mean, that is that was pretty epic. But you know what? He had he had uh, we have some information from Aaron who confirmed that the Xbox Series X and S pre-order shattered records within seconds, unlike the Xbox One X, which took over a week to sell out pre-orders. And um, this is what he had, this is what he had to say. All of our retailers digitally told us that we broke every record for like everything within seconds. Now he talked about this during and and, and again this is where this is how this is this is the man we're talking about. Not so much the the records, but we're talking about the man for a second. Now Greenberg brought this up during the Game Pink live stream, which is an event which raised money for National Breast Cancer Foundation in an effort to aid women and families affected by breast cancer and raised over 30 thousand dollars wow. and he yeah that's i mean that that again you don't see the uh the the executives from uh from sony or nintendo doing this in fact you don't you hardly see anybody doing this but you see microsoft doing it but he continued with um he says this and and many many of the of these uh retailers struggle just to keep their website websites up like any pre-order they've ever done before for any product ever sold before. And his Twitter response was this. We are very humbled by the record-breaking demand for the Series X and S. Huge thanks to everyone for the excitement. If you weren't successful today, be sure to sign up with retailers for updates and expect more consoles to be available on November 10th. And I want to, I, I, ha I have to um, harken back to RDX last night because it was one of the questions that one of the panel members asked Aaron regarding what was going to happen if he didn't get one. And apparently he answered and he said to the, uh, to, to the effect, and I don't have the exact quote that there are that retailers are not selling through um their their stock they're not pre-ordering through their stock they want a lot of a lot of consoles available the day the console launches on november 10th so they're gonna have stock and aaron actually said that it's uh, it's it's going to be up to the retailers if they want to start pre-orders again you know because they obviously know what stock they're going to have it, it, it and, and i think that's great i'll put it this way i'm i'm pretty sure that if you want a Series S or you want a Series X and you are online that day, you're probably going to get one. Now, if you're just going to stroll in off the street at 3.30 in the afternoon thinking that it's going to be sitting on the shelf, that, that is where I think you're going to be mistaken. Um, and I think that Microsoft knows how many consoles they're going to have made. I think they're going to be prepared. Uh, I think, they're. I think again, if you want one, um, you're probably going to get one, but I'll, I'll start with clowns on this. Clowns, when you hear Microsoft, when you hear obviously Aaron Greenberg talking about shattering records, you know the one thing about Aaron is that he he loves numbers. They, they love numbers at Microsoft, and to know that this console has sold out its its initial pre-order stock, which was was which from what we understand a very hefty amount, is saying that maybe just maybe the Xbox brand is a brand that people are starting to get excited for. And obviously it doesn't hurt that the day before pre-orders suspiciously enough, they announced the, uh, the, the purchase of Bethesda, which of course I believe could have been, you know, if someone was on the fence, Oh, I don't know if I want to place a, a, a series X or a series S. Now they bought Bethesda. I'll buy one. I, I got a lot of messages from people that said exactly that 
What are your thoughts on the shattered records, clowns? Um, well, you know, I got to say this. I think that they're doing a lot better than they were in the past with selling these things. Uh, it, it seems to be a huge improvement and a, a huge uh, boost in the footprint for Xbox, I would imagine, that more and more people are becoming uh, accepting of the brand rather than leaning towards the competitor like it seemed like this whole last generation. Um, the only thing that I think is iffy is we we still really don't know the numbers of how many uh initial pre-orders that each retailer got so we don't know like how how many they actually sold out of um and i i i have a lot of horror stories about gamestop but i'm gonna be honest with you so when aaron says put your name on the list because more might be coming in or the retailers could open up the some of their other stock you know for pre-order i have a lot of doubts about gamestop doing that and I'm worried on the very first day uh, of retailers like GameStop, they're only going to put out so many units uh, and employees are going to scalp the rest like has been happening here in the state of Florida. The poor, great state of Florida that's slowly sinking with no calzones. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, with when it comes to retailers like Best Buy, I heard Best Buy had like tons of units in um the xbox all access program was a huge success in fact the program was so successful that citizens bank the uh lender couldn't keep up to even attach units to the credit wow. lines they were opening so microsoft went ahead and, and started fixing that so anybody listening right now if you did all, xbox all access and you have an open credit line, but no unit attached to it, and you're really upset, contact um, the Microsoft Store, DM, DM them for help, and they'll actually help you get one pre-ordered under your Xbox All, Xbox All Access, because they did that for HR Bomber for Game Beyond the Box. He had issues, and they fixed it. So you just got to reach out, and it will be fixed. But the program was so successful, Boom, and it was so, how do you say it? It was hit so fast on the Xbox All Access that they couldn't even keep up with the units to attach to the credit line. So, I mean, imagine that part, right? Because that that's coming through like Citizens Bank and that's probably coming through some of Microsoft stock. So I'm just amazed. I, I think that the opening for Xbox is going to be used this generation. And I really hope that after the initial launch and the pre-orders are done, that a lot of retailers do have the stock on the shelves to, to fulfill the demand so that people don't go home sad or disappointed. I was disappointed that a baby stole my Series X because uh, my... <laughs> Because my GameStop was crooked, boom. It's a true story. My my GameStop manager allowed everybody before us to get two Xbox Xs. Wow. Uh, and he, he wasn't supposed to do that, but he did it. And it's, it's not Microsoft's fault. It's GameStop's fault. But nothing I can do. So I for me, I really do need to trade in the One X to be able to upgrade right now because it's just the way financial situation is. And so I'm just hoping that I'm going to be able to do that at GameStop within the first, at least the month that it launches, or I'm going to be extremely disappointed. And you might see me shed some tears on Twitter. I might be crying. Well, I, I'll say this. Uh, from what I understand, the $200 deal uh, is going through um, uh, the, uh, I believe it's through the end of November. Um, so you're going to be able to take advantage should you trade your your one X in for your Series X. I believe you're going to get one. I mean, obviously, if you're a customer of 
of GameStop. Hopefully you can get in there and, and you know, you wait, you know, because like me, I, I waited three and a half hours. I didn't get an X initially. I was I was quite pissed. I'm not going to lie. I did get an S, though. And I, I, See, I, I, I did, I, too. I swear I was going to walk off the line, but I heard Mrs. Boomstick in my head. She says, boom, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. So I got my S and then live on the air that day when we were doing like the pre-order yeah. nightmare show, I, I got one. I got one. So I was very excited about that. that so I got great. both coming, but um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's look, I, I'm, I, 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 I don't want to sound like a fanboy, but I'm happy to see Microsoft with this kind of success. Cause obviously I enjoyed my series X on my series X, my one X for, for almost the entire generation while it was out. I enjoyed my, uh, my Xbox one. I always, that's where I can, I, I play all the time. I only use Nintendo and Sony for, um, they're exclusives, but I gotta be honest with you. When I hear stats like this, when I hear people that write to me all the time, my DM is always filled. I'm always getting messages on Xbox Live, or of course on the on you know the videos that I do, you know the shows that we do. People writing right in, and I've been getting more messages than not. People saying, you know what, I was on the fence, but Microsoft convinced me that they have my best interest in mind. So I'm getting a Series X. I'm getting a Series S. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm very excited for Xbox fans because we finally have something to really, really cheer about. But you know what? As we as we break another record for again, this is this wasn't a very um, publicized show. We have 700 folks here in the chat. And we're only I don't know 30 something minutes into the show. Thank you so much for being here. We hope that you were enjoying the show. Let me catch up on some of the super chats before I bring Crispy Bomb in here. We have Effing Nuisance. Love the name, brother. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says toxic Twitter idiots looking for clicks and retweets because they can't handle that the Xbox is the better system along with Game Pass. Indeed, well said. We also have John B drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, um, the um the exp ssd on the xbox much better than the playstation 5 you have to remove the panel and plate um how many people are going to break clips uh taking it off uh it, it's not and it's not hot swappable yeah listen i got to be honest with you man i i am going to be a little worried about trying to open that ps5 rather than just you know sl putting in a memory card uh, but i i'm probably going to upgrade my memory because it's only 640 Two or 600, 644 gigs after the OS. Um, again, that's not official from Sony. That that was that was you know taken off the internet. I believe it's six sixty four. And in regards to uh, Microsoft's eight oh two, which after the OS. Um, so it's 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 going to be interesting to see you know how many people do in fact break their clips. We also have Nightwolf thirty one eighty six drops a very generous. Uh, $10 super chat. Wow, dude, thank you so much for your generosity. But more importantly, thanks for being here, Nightwolf. He says this Greenberg says, or Greenberg saying that it's up to the retailers if they want to pre sell them kind of accepts me because I'm one who wants to pre order physically. And I think some retailers might be holding back. These is not cool. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't. I mean, I, again, it 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 is up to the retailers. I don't think Microsoft could or would want to Gestapo them into saying you have to pre-order them. I think what they want is people to come into their store and, of course, buy the console along with a memory card or game or whatever. So it's, I guess, it's going to be 
uh, I put it to this way. If you really want one, and I know that you do, Nightwolf, you, you're probably going to have to get online unless they open up another round. Like maybe GameStop says, yeah, we're taking pre-orders this day for this amount, and they still have stock for November 10th. Uh, Nightwolf drops another outstanding super chat for two dollars as clowns. I just moved to Florida and I will cry with you. <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> we also have a new channel member, Game Genie Prime. Hey, dude, thank you so much for becoming a member of Double Barrel Gaming. It is greatly appreciated. But you know what? Let's get Crispy Bomb in on the conversation. Now, Crispy, look. There are a lot of things to get excited about with Xbox, right? I mean, obviously, they have the power. They also have the price. They have beaten Sony on both of those aspects. But, of course, they beat them on value as well because of Xbox Game Pass. So is it a surprise to hear Aaron Greenberg touting that not only did they break uh, pre-order records for Xbox in its history, but within seconds... What are your thoughts on this, dude? Oh, it's just, it's insane. Like, and, and, you know, I was sitting at work and, uh, you know, I, I usually try to go through Amazon, Microsoft. So, yeah, it wasn't happening. Uh, it just, it, the, the sites were crashing so bad. I'm like, okay, uh, well, I guess I'll just wait and, and hope for the best because, you know, I can only sit there so long on my break and I'm like, oh, I got to go back. This sucks. Um, you know, and I even have a GameStop in the same plaza and there's like a line of like 30 people and I'm like, yeah, well, I, I have a half an hour and it's just, it's not happening. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm fine because I have a one X and, you know, I feel like, you know, the ability to play these old, old games and the new ones on your current console is pretty cool. This is not something I've experienced and in a long time because you know usually those generations the uh, the games are are few and far between that are, are released on the older consoles you know like ea will keep releasing for a while and like certain games they'll they'll do it but for the most part the new games are stuck on the new console um so this is cool um you know i think series x and s you know we saw a lot of small numbers i think that's because of the all access program and yeah. i also think because you have to realize that these retailers, okay, they're surviving by the, the seat of their pants at this point, and they want people to come into the store. And this is so they can upsell you on other products that can involve that that gaming console, for instance, a new TV or something like that. So I am thinking that they're going to have some pretty large displays, at least on the uh, the Xbox side of things, because, you know, they want you in the store. They want you to, like, maybe you want to buy a physical game or or even get a gift card or something like that. It's all there for you. So I definitely see, you know, uh, places like Best Buy and and maybe not necessarily GameStop because obviously they have a certain amount of floor space. But I definitely think Best Buy is going to really kind of try to blow people away with the displays and you know, um, you know, involving like TVs around it and you know having demos and stuff like that. I think I think they're really going to go all out because they need people. They need that foot traffic in the store, and that will. Uh, get them more money in the back end with with you know just other products other accessories stuff like that so i mean i'm going to be taking the 10th off <laughs> and maybe camping out because i really want one at launch uh i don't know if i'm going to go to that extreme but i'm more and more getting the feels of wanting it really bad so I might just, you know, go there at four o'clock in the morning because I have a Best Buy near me. I have a couple game stops. I think I'm just going to hit Best Buy and hope for the best because 
you know, I think they're going to have a lot of allocation there. But like I said, all access, I think, was a big deal. And I think, you know, that's why we saw such small numbers because they were saving them for the all access program. And clearly it was successful. So it's just looking up and and I'm glad to see Xbox doing the right things. So, Chris, real quick. Uh, question for crispy bomb over there so crispy you want to come fly to florida and wait for wait with me at gamestop at like maybe we'll go three o'clock in the morning so the baby doesn't steal the uh, series x for me <laughs> you're still on about that baby <laughs> but it's too hot and it, I, i've been to florida once i'm never going back just telling you because it's Damn. way too hot there uh yeah it, when you can when you jump in a pool and it feels like bath water i'm good with that bro like I, you know I, I like my my uh new england uh summers here because you know i jump into a lake or something and it's it's nice and cold gives you that oh god it's cold yes like that yeah i need that in my life yeah i mean look I, i'll say i'll say this i i again i i have a feeling that Microsoft is going to do their damnedest to 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 be to have more consoles than people could potentially buy. I, I believe that they're working real hard to get as many out. I think they're going to sell out no matter where. I, I don't think there's going to be anything left. I don't know if there's going to be some for Black Friday, which is really only a couple of weeks after the launch. Uh, and is is there going to be any for Christmas? I honestly could not really tell you, but I'm happy to say that they understand the fever pitch that has come to Xbox and its brand. And people are excited. People that were normally not excited to move into the next generation are now excited because Microsoft is giving so much back to its consumers, but also the promise of Sony not beating them on power and price has come true because Microsoft has, has done both. They've beat Sony on power and and by the way, it's not just like a, a bit of a, a you know a few percentage. It's upwards of thirty percent, and that's confirmed by Digital Foundry. And we're going to be talking about that tomorrow with the the, uh, the crew from the Xbox Factor podcast. As you can see in the title, that has been confirmed. Digital Foundry thirty percent delta in regards to power PS Five versus uh, Xbox Series X. And you know what's crazy? You both, we're, we're, we're both paying $500 for the same console, but you're getting a much weaker console in the PlayStation 5. And, you know, I, I just cannot wait for the uh, side-by-side uh, previews when Digital Foundry gets their hands on both consoles and they can go toe-to-toe because that is obviously the end-all when it comes to um, with, with, with tech and tech breakdowns. But you know what? Uh, let's, let's get a Cotton. Cotton, when you, when you hear Aaron Greenberg coming up, and he's doing these interviews, and he talks about records being shattered in seconds. And then he comes on last night, and he talks about uh, about um, you know about allocations and how they are going to have plenty of systems available at launch. What, what, what are your what are your thoughts on these the, the 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 fact that people are starting to get really excited about the brand? Yeah, I think they should. It's it is exciting. I thought it was huge news when he came out and said that. Um, it's still surreal to me that. The one, all these websites were crashing. Like, I've never seen that sort of thing happen for pre orders, except for with like uh, an iPhone when it's dropping online and people are waiting to like pre order their iPhone or something. I've not really seen people go out and line up outside of GameStops or Best Buys or anything like that a whole night before 
for just a pre-order and i've done those sort of like midnight events for games and consoles since since like halo 2 since the 360 and the ps3 came out i was there for all of those um people should get hyped up it's it's uh it's right around the corner and yeah don't be surprised for sure retailers are gonna have like some extra in stock ones like consoles and units like you'd expect them to the day of the launch how fast they go and how many they get is the question but yeah i mean i would 100 percent expect that if you were trying if you didn't get a pre-order at somewhere like gamestop like like you did clowns because of a baby which is the most terrible story i'd ever heard actually dreadpool Shout out to him. He told me about it, and I was like mind blown. I think my jaw dropped. I was like, "No way! That's what happened." I couldn't uh, believe that that was allowed to happen. A ba- yeah, a baby held yeah. a spot for somebody who wasn't there, yeah, and that baby ordered two. <laughs> it's not. That's so unreal to me. It's uncool. But if you're like planning to go to GameStop specifically, right? Because you're going to trade in your eggs. <laughs> um, I would not. Yeah, they're definitely, I feel like they'll have, like, at least a few extra there. Even when I went back in the day to GameStop for a 360, or if, like, when, specifically, like, when Modern Warfare 2 was selling out, and I was out there waiting in line. Like, I was first in line, so it wasn't a problem for me. But um, they would always come out and be like, oh, so we have, like, They'll give out the stickers of the numbers and be like, you're this place in line and we have this many like expected to be in here tonight type of thing. And we have like an extra 20, which that's a lot for like a game coming out like that. But I know the allocation was pretty uh, low, which is also another like, that's a good point that you guys brought up before about how they could have been so low so they could try to accommodate with pre-orders for the xbox all access that makes a lot of sense and that retailers could have more at the night of like launch or that launch window weekend type of scenario because a lot more people are going to be out there the night they know that these consoles are coming out than the than the night of uh pre-orders are about to go live you know that's just how this is how it is that's how the hype works and um i wouldn't be surprised you get there early you know, you take off work if you're going to go to GameStop. Uh, that's going to be a lot of the first place that people check when they realize that that's the day. So you want to be there and wait in line. I feel like doing it in person is the most for sure way to get one. If anyone was not able to get a pre-order, try to make a day of it. Go meet some people. It's a lot of fun to go to events like that. And... uh try to secure a spot close to the front because the closer you are, the more likely you can get one. And most people who are in the front are probably going to be diehard people with pre-orders. And they'll probably have a few extra ones. People should be hyped up though. It's, it's right around the corner. Time is moving. Fast. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how quickly it's going to be here. I mean, think about this. We're already a week into October. It seems like you just blink your eyes it's and fine. you're there. I, I, I am, I am so ready for these new consoles. I can't begin to tell you, I cannot wait to get, um, you know, into not only the new games and, mm-hmm. and, and that's the other thing that I cannot wait. Uh, Aaron Greenberg said it last night again on RDX that their uh, reveal 
of their um, uh, launch lineup is is coming soon. And they say he said it is the biggest launch lineup for an Xbox console in its history. That's saying something, man. I mean, I I don't know what what surprises or or if they even have any surprises up their sleeves, but. It seems like it's going to be a big deal, and I am super stoked for that. But uh, you know, let's let's move into the uh, the next topic, and this one obviously is one of the big ones for the day. I hear an echo on someone says somebody got maybe a phone going or something. I hear a bit of an echo. Um, I know it's not coming off of my mic, uh, but uh, let's let's move on to the the next bigger topic. Now, look in the title of the show, you you might be thinking that this is a show all about Xbox game pass and backwards compatibility and how it may have already won the generation for team, team Xbox though. It's going to be a much deeper conversation. In fact, I will be bringing Sony's Jim dancing shoes, Ryan into the conversation and quoting him on several facts that I believe have led Sony down a very dark path moving into the next generation. And again, I'm not saying that Sony's dead by not, not even remotely close, but I think that their ideology, if they want to stay competitive, must change. I don't think the next God of War, and uh, as much as I'm excited for every one of their first-party games, their games take four and five years to come out. And they they don't have anything really ready to go uh, like like a God of War, even though I believe they, they said next year, I think that's going to be delayed. Uh, Horizon, uh, you know, Forbidden West, I cannot wait for. I don't know when that's coming. Um, and a lot of their bigger titles, you know, they take four and five years. We may It may be a while after these titles are released. It's going to be a bit of a drought. But like, you know what? I want to talk about backwards compatibility for a second and, as the opening salvo for the main topics of today's show. And, you know, as we speak, uh, game journalists, content and content creators slash influencers have the Xbox Series X. And as of today's uh, count, they are able to play well over 700 titles that take advantage of the SSD's faster faster loading time as well as, as the brute force power of the console when talking backwards compatibility. And that was confirmed by Jez Corden, who happened to jump on the Iron Lords podcast on Sunday. If you missed that episode, get over there to the Iron Lords and sub those dudes. Those are my brothers. And they run an amazing show each and every Sunday. And yeah, Jez confirmed that, yeah, the the, the press has uh, over 700 backward compatible games that they can play. And a lot of them are starting to, uh, you know, to take screenshots and do videos. And we've seen lots of them. We've seen Austin Evans. We've seen um digital foundry uh stallion you know who he is a big a big famous xbox dude for his gamer score he's done some red dead Red uh, redemption 2 videos a lot of people starting to bring out what this console can do um but uh you know the, the some of the stellar load speeds are not only game changing and that's a pun totally intended um but I've been hearing, and I think believe people on the panel as well as the chat have been hearing that uh, some some journalists are saying I can't go back to playing on a PS4 Pro or Xbox One because they are spoiled by how quickly games look are loading, but also how they're playing on the Series X. And obviously, at one point, you know, backwards compatibility was looked upon as a crutch um, for many people. Who uh, you know? Who talked about you know the Xbox doesn't have any games in there? You and uh, and you and who wants to play old games? And obviously, look, I'll say this: 
if you are someone like me, like I have a thousand Xbox games, right? A thousand of them. And most of them are digital. If I couldn't play these games uh, on my next console, needed to keep my Series X, uh, my, my Xbox One X, I should say, uh, plugged in right alongside my Series X, that'd be kind of crummy. Uh, I love the fact that Microsoft understands that generations matter, that your purchases matter. And, uh, you know, again, the way the way the digitally has uh, digital sales have skyrocketed. It's awesome to know that. And I think it's safe to say that everyone here has ridiculous backlogs. I know mine is, 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 is as tall as I am and I'm six feet. You know what I'm saying? So it's nice to know that if you missed out on a game, let's say, for instance, you missed out on Doom Eternal. You're going to be able to play that game on your Series X in Xbox Game Pass for the price of free. And I mean, obviously, you pay your, your monthly $15, but you know what I mean. And we have confirmation that that game loads in five seconds on the Series X. That is crazy. Five second lo uh, loading time for, and, and obviously, if you've played the game, there's a bit of a load when it comes to because the game is massive. It's a big old game. But, you know, besides that particular one, 2019's Game of the Year, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, uh, without any development work, developer work, I should say, moved from 37 frames per second to a locked 60 FPS. And not only that, it looks gorgeous running on the Series X. And mind you, this is just through the brute force backwards compatibility engine of the series x and i am super i cannot wait like i want to go play titanfall 2 i want to play it's like i never beat red dead redemption 2 the load times are just egregious well now i'm probably going to beat it because i can play that game and it looks absolutely amazing but you know what i, I want to bring uh, sony's playstation 5 into the conversation uh regarding backwards compatibility and and you know obviously there really isn't much to discuss uh, for, uh, and he, and here's a quote from Jim Ryan, which I, it, which is why I believe that there is so much issues, so many issues, un, or at least unanswered issues with the PlayStation 5 and their backwards compatibility. Um, he said they would have thousands of titles. Uh, he says this, thousands of titles have been tested of the PlayStation 5, and the overwhelming, uh, overwhelming majority run fine, which I don't like that statement. With the console's back BC program with only 1% that is unplayable at present. Now, obviously, I pulled the above quote from the Washington Post in an interview that he did on September 16th, right after the PlayStation 5 showcase. And since then, it's been kind of all downhill for Sony. Uh, but, uh, you know, one of, one of the big questions is how many games will be available for backwards compatibility at launch. How many of those games are going to receive some sort of advancement with the hardware? Are we getting any faster loading times? Are we getting any after? Are we getting you know better FPS? Are we getting better graphics? I I, I don't know because Sony is not talking. Um, but you know what? But you know, my my question to to the panel, and of course, I want to ask the chat this as we close in on nearly eight hundred people here, which is absolutely amazing. With Microsoft having over 600 360 games, right? I believe it's about 60 or 70 of the OG Xbox games and thousands 
of Xbox One games that are all going to be available at launch. Now, Jason Ronald has confirmed that they expect all of these games, thousands with an S, to be available at launch when you bring home your Series X or S, giving you the ability to bring all of your purchases forward with you. That is as consumer-friendly as you can possibly get. We still don't know what Sony is going to do because they're not talking, right? Which, and again, with 37 days to release of their console, the fact that we hardly know anything is t- tremendously concerning. But I'll start with Clowns. Do you think that this is a major or minor advantage for Microsoft going into the next generation, allowing thousands of games to be playable on their new hardware, where Sony is still not talking about whether or not it's going to be 15 games, 100 games, or 300 games? You know, I've always been a big fan of backwards compatibility. I think that this is a huge thing for Microsoft going into next generation. They're carrying previous generations with them, ready to go at launch. So uh, there's so many titles from the 360 days that I have not played yet that are going to that are backwards compatible that I could just pop in the Series X and go and play them. Um, and you know, there's no better time than now to start collecting some of these things on disc if you wanted them, because GameStop does fantastic sales and the buy two get two free. They sure uh, do. Uh, yeah, absolutely on these old stuff. And if let's say that you're somebody who likes to go digital, right, and you want to get rid of your shelves because you're uh, you like to keep your house neat and nothing on your shelves, you can sell all your old backwards compatible games and then buy them digitally too those are options for you so it's this is really huge for xbox fans we're gonna have so much stuff to play as a fan that we're gonna have to choose (laughs) in our backlog what we want to accomplish first there's i mean there's so many great games coming out first of all uh along with this launch of the the next generation of consoles but just to look at that back library is like mind-blowing who else can say that they've done that for that, their fans? And all these people in the past is that backwards compatibility doesn't matter. That's bullcrap because people play old games on Steam all the time. It certainly does matter. And it's going to make a difference for a lot of older gamers like yourself, Boom, like myself, you know, um, guys like Wilmy. We all like to play stuff that has been out there for a while. It doesn't have to be new for us to play it. So, yeah. This, I mean, this is this is mind blowing. Nobody else can say that they've done this. And Microsoft is once again proving themselves to be in the favor of consumers and their fans. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, even if you are someone that you know, because I, 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 it has been brought up in conversation with who plays old games. Well, you know, Colt Eastwood went on a bit of a tear last night, which I, I, I gotta applaud Colt for that. Because uh, someone had said in the chat, you know, who plays old games? Well, apparently millions of people play old games. And I don't consider a game old simply because it was released in 2018 or it was released in 2000. Uh, if I didn't get a chance to play that game, it's going to be a new experience to, to me. And if I purchased that game, whether it be on disc, whether it be on digital, I, as a consumer would love the ability to pop that disc in. Now, Crispy, someone equated yesterday, it's like old movies, right? Like, 
who who watches old movies? Well, maybe because I'm 50, I watch old movies. But if I wanted to go and watch Aliens, one of my favorite films, or Big Trouble in Little China, and you're telling me that I can't because it's an old movie, I would be pissed. But I can watch that movie whenever I want because I own the disc or I own it digitally. That's the same principle when you talk about backwards compatibility. Yeah, I mean, how about this? If you look at my playlist, now again, I'm 50, right? But I go from 90s hip-hop, which is one of my favorite eras for that kind of music. I, I love 90s hip-hop, right? But you, I, I was also an 80s kid, so of course I like hair metal. But I also grew up with the Beatles and Led Zeppelin because my mom was a bit of a hippie, right? So I have a playlist that has everyone from James Brown to Metallica. And I can listen to those songs anytime I want. And guess what? They're old as hell. But the fact that I own them and I can put on, I can go to YouTube, I can go to my playlist, press play and clean my house or play games or do whatever the hell I'm going to do listening to this music. I can do that. I have the ability to do that. Microsoft, one of the most transparent and consumer-friendly developers slash publishers in gaming today has told you that if you go out and you buy yourself a Series S and you buy yourself a Series X, guess what? All of your collection comes forward with you. Oh, and P.S., by the way, Crispy, your controllers and everything else that you bought already will come forward. I mean, my God, talk about consumer-friendly, but let's get back to backwards compatibility for a second. You have a tremendous backlog. So do I. I think again, I'll say it again. I think everybody in the chat, 800 folks here have back with huge uh, uh, digital libraries potentially of games that they haven't played. Maybe they want to see what Resident Evil 7 looks like on the Series X. I don't, you know what I'm saying? But they can't they can't do that. Obviously, 2017 game of the year for me. What what, do you, what are your thoughts on the fact that Sony isn't talking, but Microsoft is basically foaming at the mouth, telling you that yes, every game you own, you'll be able to play at launch. Well, I, you know, personally, I think Sony is playing a big game, and they're trying to, you know, get more money. Um, they, you know, they they don't have a service like Game Pass. Uh, game Pass would would just fifteen million, which I think is probably close to twenty million right now. I have it on good authority that it is, but they just announced fifteen. Yeah, so. Just do the math, okay? We're talking billions of dollars they make every month, all right? Um, it's it's pretty incredible that we get these games day and day, especially their their exclusives. Uh, it just never had an experience like this. And this is all. I mean, literally, you could see Phil with his little roadmap saying, "Okay, if we make back compat a real thing, we can use this down the road." Now. Microsoft has invested a lot in the backend software to to use machine learning and, and artificial intelligence. And there's actually an auto HDR feature for just about every single game. That's even we're going back to uh, OG Xbox and 360 games that are getting HDR uh, automatically put on them. Uh, I watched a uh, Jeff Grubbs video. He, he's very into it. It's it's doing about a thousand nits. I have no clue what that means, but apparently it's good. Um, and, and he was—he looked extremely impressed. You know what I'm saying? And and I feel like we're going to see more and more of this. Uh, people are just going to be enamored at the fact that they go play these these older titles and they look incredibly better. They run better, and this is all done 
without the developer involved. This is insane. Yeah. I have never seen anything like this. Like usually you would go like you'd go to your your 360 and you go play a, a original Xbox game hypothetically and it would look the same as the original Xbox. And I think that's kind of where PlayStation's having an issue right now is they, you know, they're touting these older games and they're saying, "Oh, they're going to be there and this and that." But they don't know how to to do the back end stuff. They literally have to go and redevelop some of these games. So then you go and see the remasters and stuff like that. So you know, I, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna release some with that collection and, and whatever else they're gonna do because you know they like to put new names to old things, and, and and all they're gonna do is is say, okay, well, certain games that we know we could sell again, we're gonna remaster, like Demon Souls, for example. Um, it's it's one of those things that you, you have to you have to be pro consumer to your wallet, your own wallet. You have to think with your wallet. And me, I'm just happy that you know my library. Like, imagine if I couldn't play Doom Eternal on the Series X, I would be upset. But not only that, how good is that going to look? And how good is it going to run? Like, that's what I'm excited about. Um, because I mean, that game's like it's like oh, I'll get through a level after an hour and a half, and then I'll be like, yep, no, you, you beat the heck out of me, and time to go to something else. And 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 that's like that's the way I play games. Like, I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to throw my controller. I'm just going to go to the other game. You got features like quick resume, other such things. I mean, what they are doing is giving you a full-on ecosystem experience, and you only have to pay $15 a month to get the full Monty, at least on the, the, uh, the actual console side of things. So I think it's an incredible investment they've made. And, and you know, R&D does matter. And this is this is where Microsoft, with R&D, they are very good at it. And they will yeah. continue to push, push generations and consoles and gaming forward now. And I just hope they never jump too far ahead like in 2013. They, they jump too far ahead. And people got upset. I think they're right where they need to be right now. And I'm really excited for the future of gaming. Yeah, no, absolutely. Real quick, before we get to uh, Cotton McCass, we have a couple of Super Chats that popped in here. Let me just catch up on some of these. Um, our very good friend, who is a developer OPS, by the way, Kirby Louise drops a very generous and outrageous $10 Super Chat. And he says this, if you have an HDR screen, yeah, uh, they, they they then you need to watch the Kevin uh, Kenson and Jeff Grubb auto HDR videos. Use Chromium Edge to watch the YouTube videos in HDR. Machine learning is like magic for computers. And this is coming off someone who actually develops um, for uh, you know develop who's a developer. So that that's a big deal. Masshole. Uh, oh yes, Masshole nineteen seven nineteen seventy seven. Uh, drops an outstanding two dollars super ten. Yes, uh, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. If you didn't know, Eddie Van Halen yeah. passed away yesterday and he lost his fight to um throat cancer. His son made the announcement, and of course, a rock legend for absolutely sure. Uh, he definitely is going to be missed. So, obviously, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Thank you for that shout out, and of course, the super chat. Kay Asante, a very good friend of the show and a very generous friend at that, says this after dropping a five dollar super chat folks need to stop interviewing for Sony marketing. PS4 has amazing games, play PS gamers should demand better instead of letting their libraries die. Extremely fantastic point. John B drops an additional. Very generous five dollars of a chat, and he says this: "I wish Xbox followed through with the disc to digital program. Hopefully, they will think about it. Actually, going, I uh, think about actually doing it. 
Yeah, I, I, I like the idea, but man, that's hard. I, I don't know how they would pull that off and on who would offer it and how many stores would be involved. Um, I mean, obviously, if it's in Game Pass, you're going to be able to play it digitally. Uh, and if you're buying a Series S, you're going to actually have to play digitally. But that that's that, again, that's why I'm going to own an X. That's why I'm going to own a PlayStation 5 with the disc drive because I am not painting myself into a corner. Um, I don't have a, a ton of discs for, for, for Xbox, but I do have a lot for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm buying the disc version of that console. But, you know, uh, Cotton, closing out this particular topic, I'm just interested to know that do you feel Microsoft has an advantage? It actually holds a major advantage for that matter. Um, over Sony, who has been very coy about their backwards compatibility and exactly what that looks like and means on their console? Or do you believe that it's just a minor um, advantage? Absolutely. It's a major advantage, man. Uh, nostalgia is unrivaled. People love to watch old movies. I've been doing it all weekend. Uh, this past, it feels like the weekend. I've been doing it since I've had a couple of days off, uh, playing old games. Yeah, speaking of Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace. As soon as I got the word yesterday, I was playing Guitar Hero Van Halen nice. all day yesterday. Um, whether it's that or even when I got home from my trip to Florida, I was playing uh, 1080 Spin on the N64. And I was playing Mario Tennis. Like, from super old school games, the games that are being remade like mafia been playing through that uh look at how well even remake games have done like mafia or like tony hawk um people love to play old games whether they're redone or not and the fact that they have the the technology to upscale all these games that are coming forward like how they said uh Fusion Frenzy is going to be full HDR, you know, like which is crazy because that game came out in two thousand and one. <laughs> yeah, and I went to my friend's house, who's largely a PlayStation PC guy, and he had his Xbox original Xbox One. I convinced him he got Game Pass because he's like, "Wait, I can play Fusion Frenzy right now." I was like, "Yeah." So we all four player couch split screen played Fusion Frenzy, and. A lot of people like there's so many games like it's such a big deal, dude. Um, I don't know the argument that people say playing who plays old games, but I feel like the majority of people I know, especially a lot of casual gamers do. Whether you're someone who's just going to be playing Warzone day in and day out or a new Call of Duty, like everyone has that game they grew up playing with where they have that nostalgia of all the people they met online, like their golden days of playing yeah. uh, Halo 3 online with their friends, custom games or anything. And it's great because we're in an era where we have a bunch of new games coming, but the fact that you can have thousands of original Xbox and 316 Xbox One games readily available to you, it's unprecedented. And no one else does it the way they've done it. It's... They've been they haven't changed their note or their song. Even whenever the 360 came out, I was playing Halo 2 on my 360 like for months because Halo 3 didn't come out forever and I was playing with people. So back compat is part of their their mission that they've been doing and it's only been getting better. And 
I don't know how people could think that it's something you could dismiss so easily for a simple fact that nostalgia is huge in whatever medium that it is, whether it's in movies, music, gaming, anything, you know, um, I don't know how people would take that lightly, but even the fact that, so they have been adding back compact games for a while to the Xbox one. Like there's right. games that are on, for instance, like um, Jedi, Jedi Knight Academy is on the Xbox one, but they have like Jedi outcast and some of these other old star Wars games are available on the PS4 and stuff right now through like the, uh, like a back compact sort of digital system they have. And I wish they were on the Xbox right now, but I know that they're just building up a massive library right now to drop a bunch more games. So don't be surprised when you see way more games coming to the back compat uh, digital screen for the Xbox store whenever the series systems launch. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing all the different ones they have added on there because it's a huge library right now, but there's a lot of games that people wish um, they could just jump right into. And there's going to be a bunch and there's going to be new games coming out all the time and remakes and remasters. And you're going to be able to play pretty much whatever you want. I feel like it's going to be amazing. Uh, I don't think it's something people should take lightly because once it's like super well-known, by like just the masses like how vast of a library it is and i feel like it's going to continue to grow more just for the fact that they have closed it down for now i feel like they're just going to bombard us with like all of these games that like people have been oh where's this game why why isn't this on here yet you know like they only have all certain ones but that people should be ready because there's a lot of games I wish were on the list right now that haven't been, but it's always been growing since they started doing it with the 360 back in the day. And I don't know, man, it's a big deal. Like you said, there's no, it'd be cool um, for whoever dropped that super chat about the disc to digital thing. I think that's a lot tougher than it sounds like just there's a lot of games out there and there's a lot of things you got to go through just to get some of them back in pat. But I think they're working on that behind the scenes and whether it's they're all dropped in the game pass or you have to spend ten dollars or whatever it is um i wouldn't be surprised if most of it's just in game pass to be honest yeah no i mean I, listen they are doing work i know jason ronald had uh actually uh, uh talked about that going back a couple of months ago as to why the back compat team had stopped adding games and that's because they were working on testing all of the games that were currently available to be available at launch yeah. for the Series X. And quite frankly, again, you get, you're getting thousands of games again with an S. Um, and uh, listen, uh, here's, a, here's a great example. And again, I, I bring up, I keep bringing up, I keep, keep bringing up uh, uh, Dealers RDX. Not, again, not that he needs my help because the guy is closing in on 100,000 subs, but he during the during the uh, interview or well, during the show he was he had fight night playing in the background my god that game looked absolutely astoundingly good and we don't have any boxing games they have ea has not made one in years but you can play that game on your series x right now 
but you cannot play that game on the PlayStation 4 or the Pro for that matter. Again, small, it may be small to some people, but the fact that we don't have a, an official boxing game in years and you can still play this one that looks really well done. In fact, it looked like a current gen game. That's that's saying something. That just goes to show yeah, you the amazing. value. That shows you the value of, of course, uh, backwards compatibility. But I, I want to move on to the next topic. Uh, and this one is, again, another beefy one. But before I do, let me just catch up with some of the Super Chats. First of all, Eagles fan 76, a very good friend and generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding $2 Super Chat and says, boom, what are your plans for launch week for shows? Well, I'll tell you this. What I am attempting to do is I'm probably going to be doing live shows the entire week. Um, prime time is going to be big. Uh, that's going to be the lead up until the, the you know, the launch of the, of, of the series X and S. Uh, and of course, uh, we're going to probably do some sort of a show. My first 24 hours with the series, um, with, with, you know, with, with both consoles, I'm going to get people on the panel that want to talk about their experiences with it. Uh, and then of course I'm going to do, uh, my first 24 hours with the PlayStation 5. And I'll probably have Mr. Badbit be a part of that and potentially BitCloud and try and get a few other uh, people that are also going to be owning the, the PlayStation 5 or if they can find the PlayStation 5. And, and of course, the regular shows like, you know, Xbox, the Xbox Factor podcast on Thursday and, and Breakfast with Boom. It's, it, it, that, that week is going to be exhausting. But I'm also very excited to see, to push myself to the limits of doing, you know, two... Um, doing five consecutive days of two plus hour streams and maybe even an extra one in there on that particular Monday afternoon. We'll see, but it's going to be a lot of live content. Uh, thanks so much for the question, but more importantly, thanks for being there, brother. We just had a massive super chat come in from um, Jeremis Acosta. Thank you so much for that, for being here, Jeremis, but also for the outstanding, my God, 25 Dollar super chat. He says this. I love the channel. Love anything gaming. You've earned this new sub. It is truly hard to find an Xbox channel so dedicated uh, to uh, to great guests and intelligent conversations slash opinions. Here's to continued success, my friend. Wow, dude, that is freaking awesome of you to say. Tr trust me when I tell you, the the, the super chat is greatly appreciated. But the kind words are worth even more to me. Thank you for that. And a very good, generous friend of the show, crazy Greek dude is here. He is our resident cook. Thanks for being here, brother. He says, after dropping a $2 super chat, don't forget the, the save files for BC Games follow. Yes, indeed, they certainly do. All of your saves for backwards compatibility are carried forward, something else that is tremendously big. But let's... Let's get into the uh, in, in, let's talk about game Xbox Game Pass for a second. Uh, and, and and I got to be honest with you, I think that this is the core reason why I believe this is just my opinion, why I believe Sony is stuck behind the eight ball going into next generation. Now, obviously, besides the sticker shock that most PlayStation gamers saw, and I'm one of them. Uh, where Sony raised their first-party um, uh, prices to $70. Now, folks, let, let, let me, let's do some simple math here. And, and I, can, I, can, I can tell you this from firsthand experience because not only do I have a PlayStation 5 pre-ordered and paid for, I have every peripheral paid for except for the headphones. That, that one I missed out on. I'm going to see if I can get that launched. That's the only thing I missed. 
but I also have five games. Now, I got one from Amazon, which is Sackboy, which, again, people are going to laugh at me. I like platformers, dude. I'm an old dude. I, I grew up on platformers, so I'm excited to play that. But I also have Demon Souls and, and, and the $70 edition of Miles Morales. I have Godfall. Uh, I have the Racer uh, uh, paid for. Um, and guess what? When I had to plunk down $70 per game, it freaking hurt because it's $75 plus per game. Ouch, man. Ouch. That hurts. And listen, the the biggest problem that I have with Sony, um, and again, folks, this has come from someone that has everything pre-ordered. My biggest problem with Sony is they refuse to embrace the Game Pass ideology, putting the player first. And they and they they could put if they decided to do this first and second party games into their service, and this and I'll say this as of this show, Sony's digital service PS Now, they only have two point two million subscribers, as opposed to potentially twenty million subscribers on Xbox Game Pass. And here's another little fact that no one talks about: Did you guys know? that the PS Now program launched three full years before Xbox Game Pass in 2014. Did you guys know that? And as of this show, and it's 2020, the last time I checked my watch, they only have 2.2 million subscribers. Well, that says something to me. To me, it says epic fail. Maybe you need to do better. But listen, I pulled an interview from Jim Ryan, which he had with GameIndustry.biz directly after the September 16th PlayStation 5 reveal event. And he says this, and I quote, For us, having a catalog of games is not something that defines a platform, which I believe was a direct shot at Microsoft. He says our pitch, as if you've heard, being facetious, is new games equals great games. Um, we, and he says this, we had we, we had this conversation before and we're not going to go down the road of putting new releases and new titles into a subscription model. These games cost many, uh, many millions of dollars, well over $100 million to develop. We just don't see that as it being sustainable for PlayStation. And he said he continues. We want to make these games bigger and bigger and hopefully at some stage more pr uh, um, precedent. Um, I know persistent. I'm sorry. Uh, so putting those into a subscription model on day one for us does not make any sense. For others, it's a different situation. It might well make sense, but for us, it doesn't. We want to expand and grow our existing ecosystem, and putting new games into a subscription model just doesn't sit with that plan. Look, here, here's the thing, okay? And I said this before, and I'll say it again. My biggest criticism is I feel that Sony is living in the past. I think that they're the fact that they are charging. I mean, if, if you look at what Sony is doing, they're charging for their first party games $70. Now, this blindsided the industry because Microsoft is not charging for $70. As fact, in fact, they asked that of Aaron Greenberg, and he says, right now, games are $60. Uh, and even a game like Halo Infinite is still $60, and that is probably 12 to 14 months out of development, li listed at $60.
So they they shock the the fan base at seventy, and they're charging for uh, upgrades. Unlike, of course, you know, just moving a game over with a smart delivery. There are a lot of things that Sony is doing that is old school. It's old. It's an old way of thinking. Console sales matter. Sure, they matter, but. You know, so does your fan base. You know, giving back to your fan base matters and trying potentially to make it more economically friendly considering the world that we're living in. Man, they could have held off that $70 price point. They, they really could have. But more and more importantly, they probably should have simply because COVID is a thing. It's real. And it has affected millions and millions of people, not just in this country, but throughout the world. And it's coming back in a big way. So finances are going to be even more difficult. So I think they kind of kicked, they kicked us in our balls, in my opinion, keeping, you know, not keeping it at 60 and raising it 10 additional dollars. They didn't have to do that. But you know why they did it? Because they're trying to make the money back that they're losing on every console sold. And that goes for both the physical edition and the digital edition of the PlayStation 5. So here's my question to the um, the chat. More importantly, we have 800 people here. So thank you for hanging out with us. But this is my, my, my big question to the panel. You know, clowns with Xbox Game Pass and 20 million subscribers... It, it it obviously proves that it's a service model that works. And if you look at what Microsoft has in there currently, 200 plus games, first and second party games day and day, third party games coming, they're working on that. You know, you're going to see Yakuza, uh, Like a Dragon drop in there. There's rumors. And again, this is a rumor, folks, that Dirt 5 is going to be in there. Even potentially Assassin's Creed Valhalla might be in there. Again, just just rumors. But the fact that they might be in there for your $15 a month. And on top of that, you're getting Project X Cloud. You're getting Xbox Live. You're getting 200 plus games. And on top of that, the day the console launches, you're getting EA Play, which is an, an additional 60 plus titles. And we're starting to hear, and I talked about this on Primetime on Monday, that Jedi Fallen Order may be in their day and date with advances and with single player content. This is a big deal. This is a I I think Sony's reluctance to look to the future has put them behind the eight ball. What are your thoughts on their small minded business plan? Well, boom, I gotta say this first of all. I think that Game Pass is a huge thing. I've always been behind Game Pass. Um, you know, back I think in late 2013 on Four Guys with Quarters, early 2014, I predicted that we were gonna see services like this and it had to happen uh, based the way based on the way that the industry wanted DRM and make it consumer friendly. So I'm going to say this game pass is a huge advantage for people. It, it saves people money. I'm tired of hearing the excuse of people saying, Oh, well, you're just renting games. You don't actually own them. No, you don't actually own any games. Anyway, you only have the license to play them, including discs. So you don't actually own the content on it. You're we're only licensing the right to play games as it is. So for 15 bucks a month, you get all these games. You don't have to worry about trading them in for credit when you beat them. You can move on to the next one. There's stuff constantly coming in, constantly going out. If you decide you want to play the game longer before it leaves, you can buy it at a discount. You can buy DLC at a discount. 
you're going to get these EA games coming in there that will probably eventually some of them be $70 next generation. I, I mean, publishers are moving that way, right? But now we can play them in Game Pass for, what, 15 bucks a month? And, and you get and, and, Yeah, and by the way, Clowns, you save 10% on those EA uh, DLCs and games. Uh, yeah, on top of that. And a lot of us got in at the dollar deal and stocked on it uh, for a few years. So, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a no-brainer. Game Pass is really the best in the business. If Sony wants PS Now to be like it. They just don't know how to make it like it. And if Sony wants to stay in the game and compete with Amazon, they want to compete with Microsoft, they're going to have to make PS Now like Game Pass for it to be usually successful. Amazon's heading that way as well with yeah. $5.99 a month jumping in for the beta. But there's something I really want to say in Game Pass that a lot of people don't talk about. The only side that you ever hear is that Game Pass is not good for developers. It's not good for publishers. They're losing money. Microsoft, they're losing money hand over fist. All that is a lie. Let me tell you why. I interviewed AJ Grant Scrutton, CEO of Delilah Studios, who developed Battletoads for Rare. And we got to talking about Game Pass, and he knows a lot of indie studios across the industry, right? He, he even mentioned um, uh, Rave of Rosendale, Mike from No More Robots, the Descenders game. And we were talking for a while, and basically the way that Microsoft, Xbox approach these Game Pass deals is very beneficial, right? Because he see you get ID at Xbox. If you're an indie publisher, ID at Xbox will help fund and develop your game. So now you're an indie publisher. You got a little financial backing from Microsoft. This is great. You get your game published. You don't have to worry about that AAA budget. You don't have to worry about all that pressure that AAAs would put you under. Uh, you know, Microsoft is helping out through ID at Xbox. Great. You're an indie publisher. Perfect for your studio, maybe. Five, 10 employees, 20 employees, whatever you got going. You get your game out there. Now you say, okay, I have an indie game. I developed it. It's an idea at Xbox, but I'm just worried it's not going to get the exposure because the indie market's oversaturated. You see all these indie games on Steam. You see all these indie games across Nintendo, all these other platforms. How are you going to get yours to stand out? Well, this is where Game Pass comes in because Game Pass is you can come to Game Pass or Game Pass will come to you if you're ID at Xbox and they're like, hey, hey guys, do you want to stick your game in our program? Absolutely, we do. You know why we want to stick it in your program? So that way we can get exposure on the Xbox ecosystem across PC, across the phone, across the tablets, across the console generations. We want that exposure. So, okay, now journalists are going to tell you, well, you know what? You're going to lose money on sales because people are just running your game and you're not going to make any profits on sales absolute lie because here's what happens microsoft has clauses in their contracts and for each publisher and developer i'm sure it's different because there's ndas with this that goes along with it but generally speaking there are clauses that will cover your game for any potential lost sales so you got the upfront money from id at xbox you got your game in game pass for the exposure you're getting paid up front for it to go into game pass now, you don't even have to worry about lost sales because there's a clause somewhere in your contract where Microsoft is going to cover you for any potential lost sales while people are playing it in Game Pass. Then on top of that, minus the Game Pass discount, you keep the profit 
of what you sell. So if your game sells well in Game Pass, you keep that profit as well. Why would you not want to be in Game Pass? Absolutely blows my mind that these <laughs> journalists flip this crap around, don't even get the truth from the publishers and developers because they want to tout, oh, all hail Sony's PS Now, all hail, you know, Nintendo's online services. No, Game Pass is great for everybody. And you know what? Microsoft is not losing money. They are a multi-trillion dollar company. They just bought ZeniMax for $7.5 billion. You think they're losing money on Game Pass? They could probably afford to pay Game Pass for like the next, I don't know, 70 years without taking a profit that makes so much money hand over fist. They're not worried about it. It's a benefit to everybody. If it benefits you and it benefits the publishers, who cares how much Microsoft makes off Game Pass. It's working for Microsoft. It's getting people in the ecosystem. It's giving value to play in the cloud if you choose the cloud. It's giving value to play in the console if you choose the console. It's giving value to play in the PC if you choose the PC. It's valuable to you for 15 bucks a month. You get all this. You don't even have to worry about how much the publishers make because it's all taken care of by Microsoft. They handed it all. You don't have to feel bad and be like, oh, I'm skimping indie developers. They're not making money. You know what? I bet you they make more money in Game Pass than they do on the Steam deals and the Nintendo deals and the PS Plus deals. I bet you Microsoft covers their books better and helps these indies better because you've seen how what it's done for descenders sales boosted on that game yeah this mm -hmm. is the truth my friends i've spoken to devs and interviewed them on game pass and i actually got more coming on four guys recorders to interview about game pass this is the truth i am telling you the truth don't believe all those fake clickbait lies boom I just had to get excited about this and put this out here on your show. I'm glad this you did. One hundred percent, the fact right here. Listen, what, what, brother. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say there, crispy? I said, "Speak your truth, brother." Oh yes, I, oh, absolutely. Well, listen, <laughs> absolutely, speak your truth for sure. Uh, but crispy, before we get to you on this, because I know that you have a lot to say about this, I just want to ask clowns of questions. We have a good fr good friend of the show, nu uh, nuisance. Drops an outstanding $5 super chat, but he asked a question. And because you are a PC quote unquote guy, I'd like to pose this to you, clowns. He says, Can one of you intelligent gentlemen please explain the difference between running hot and overheating in regard? And I think I think he's he's obviously referring to the one of the first topics that we did about the Series X running hot as opposed to overheating and shutting down. Well, overheating would be like where the heat can't escape properly. Um, so for like in a PC, right, I'll give you an example. If I overclock my graphics card and overclock my CPU, but I don't have a proper cooler in there or air fan to vent it and the heat doesn't escape, it's going to overheat. And then it should know to shut down because it gets too hot. And with the when we're looking at the consoles like the Series X and the Series S, I'm sure that Microsoft already thought about these fail safes in place. And they like the way the heat vents in the Series X looks perfect to me. I don't see any issue. Now I'm not saying go get a beach towel at Walmart for 99 cents and throw it on top of it. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. And that is one way to overheat something. So as long as you have an open space for your electronics and that it can breathe, 
you're going to be perfectly fine. It's when you stuff stuff on them or you put it in really, really, really tight cabinets um like the like we did back in days of the nest entertainment system or the super nest when they could handle it i mean the systems today can't handle that kind of space for the heat that needs to escape and it just heats up the surrounding area causing it to get even hotter and so the hot air doesn't blow out properly but you just need an open space or a, enough of an open space and you're going to be perfectly fine all that crap about oh my god it's so hot it's just it's a bunch of baloney that guy probably sticking towels on top of it from dollar tree right now <laughs> okay well thank you for the clarification brother super appreciate that we had another super chat come in from henry niece thank you for being here henry super appreciate the generosity and of course you hanging out with us today he drops an outstanding Five dollars of chance says, How will Sony be able to compete with the new Xbox console included subscription service when they get so much of your money? Uh, I listen, I, I think Sony's Sony needs to change, uh, especially if, if they're looking to you know be for the player. I mean, that, that's their tagline, eh? Sony's for the player, but well, apparently not because Jim Ryan, um, is not going to have a, And again, if, if they did have a service. That was like Game Pass. That games went in their dang date. I'd sign up in a second. In in, in a second. PS Now is just doesn't. It's just not for me because it's not the service I want. But crispy. Getting back to the the, the topic at hand, I think there are a lot of reasons why Microsoft has already won this generation. And you you can challenge me on that, and I, and I'll and I'll debate it with anybody. Would you look at what Microsoft has done for their, their their community and for their consoles versus what Sony has done? It's it's ba basically apples and bananas, not even remotely close. And when you look at what they're doing with backwards compatibility, when you look at the power delta difference of 30% for the same price, when you look at the price at $299 for their digital edition versus Sony's $399 digital edition. Now, granted, the play that, that particular versus you give the PlayStation, you give them a knock because basically it's the same console. It's just without the drive. So it is, it, it is a, a bit more powerful. But with that 30% delta, the PlayStation 5 is probably going to be a 1440p 60fps box. Well, you know what? <laughs> the, place, uh, the, the Xbox Series S could run games at 1440p upwards of 120 fps. So again, it's going to it's going to be a breakdown that I cannot wait to see Digital Foundry do. But when you look at what they have done right in the tech aspects and you look what they're doing right about bringing the games forward for your entire, you know, digital or physical collection and then you throw Xbox Game Pass into the conversation, it appears Sony may be left at the altar wondering what the age happened because they do not want to change their ways. I don't understand how they can't see that after um, since since their service launched in 2014. Uh, they've only have 2.2 million subscribers. When you look at Xbox Game Pass, which launched in the summer of 2017 and now has close to 20 million subs, there is a tremendous difference. Obviously, it's working for Microsoft and it's going to do them tremendous amount of work in the next generation. Do you think Sony is behind the eight ball with this old way of thinking? Absolutely. And I'm only going to say this because, you know, being a, a manager in, in a retail department, 
you know, when, when the big guys come down and they, they have conversations with us, they say embrace change. Okay. Because, you know, n- n- number one, things change, times change. You know, you more than ever as a consumer need to look at your wallet, especially in the times we're in. Um, now, maybe Xbox didn't have the foresight necessarily of what was going to happen. But because they are being so pro-consumer that it becomes relevant now more than ever. Um, For example, I have never played more different genres of games in my life since I've gotten Game Pass. Yeah. Um, I really... Like, like I, I beat Untitled Goose Game. Like, I, I, I still, I'm still like, and, and, and now the co-op is out there. And I'm like, me and my girl will sit there dying laughing for hours. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's going to happen. Now, I can go and do that whenever I feel like. You yeah. know, like just one day, you know, she's like, she's like, I don't feel like playing Mortal Kombat. Okay, well, let's try this out. And then we're just sitting there dying, and all of a sudden, you know, one hour turns into five, and we're like, oh, we just beat the game. You know what I mean? Like that—that's the whole point. Like, and then, you know, like me saving that money, I can go and put a light in her eye, and and you know, get her Crash Bandicoot four real quick. You know what I mean? Because. I'm not worried about it. Like I have the games I love on, on game pass already, like gears five, you know, and I, and I bought MK 11 for multiple people actually, because I saved that money that I, you know, my first love is gears. And if I just have that game, I'm fine. And, and I've done that, you know, in the 360 generation, I literally had points in times where I was using my downstairs neighbor's internet. And the only thing I would play is gears three. Cause that's all I had. And I was fine with that. But now I don't even have to worry about that. I literally just need internet and Game Pass, and I'm occupied. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, Just to go off what Clown said, these indie developers have such a huge opportunity in Game Pass at this point. You, you You look at these one developer games, like Falconeer, for example, that look incredible, and you know that Xbox helped you know, push that game to it, its best possible thing. And it's it's just a beautiful thing that you're going to get an experience that you may not have had in years or if ever, especially if you're a little younger. And, and you get to have that and you get to play it when you want to. You know, maybe at first you're kind of reluctant and then you have friends playing it and this and that. Like a lot of people say Gears is dead and this and that. Well, guess what? I have met more people when it's been on Game Pass and I have had more friends now that play Gears religiously than I ever have. So shame on you because I watched Gears almost die with judgment and I and I hate that narrative because Game Pass really has made my experience better. I don't care if they're making money. I don't care if they're selling it. I, obviously, they're doing something right because they're they keep updating all these games. Okay, something something is making money, or they wouldn't be touching them no more. And the beauty of it is, is that you get to play these back compat and these these old games, and they still have servers up, and they are they have auto HDR, and they have better frames per second. I mean, imagine if you couldn't go back and play Halo. How would you feel? I, I don't think you'd like it. You know what I mean? And and now you get a, a new remastered version on the Master Chief Collection. Oh, and by the way, you get all the way up to Reach as well in one single IP, one single game. That's crazy. And 
this is what Xbox is doing. They are they are inadvertently thinking about your wallet, even though they're making money off of it. Yeah, it is, it, it's they're a trillion dollar company. Sony is not. I am concerned for Sony because you see a a, a a juggernaut like Amazon come in there, and and Amazon has the servers. Amazon is going to compete. I would almost guarantee it, and. They're going to compete, and and you might see them buy up some studios real soon because Amazon don't mess around. I'm just saying, I'm an Amazon Prime member, and that that is a great service. I'm it's sorry. fantastic. My wife you and know? I have it. It's amazing. I, yeah. I literally I order things all the time, and I don't have to pay for any shipping. That is amazing. I usually get it in one day. I mean, that's crazy. Like I'm ordering my toilet paper off there now. I'm ordering I'm ordering all kinds of stuff, <laughs> and it's all cheaper than even Walmart can do. So. Don't mess around when Amazon's sitting there. You have your exclusive Sony. You need to use them properly now because you can't be charging people almost $100, it feels like. You're $25 away from 100 bucks per game. You got to do something because people just don't have the money right now. I mean, yes, you got your, 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 your Sony flag flyers just like me if I didn't have to have Game Pass. But guess what? I got Game Pass. I ain't worried about it. All those games are coming day and day. Hey, Anybody not play Doom Eternal? If you got Game Pass, go ahead and play it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a great point. Uh, real quick, uh, K. Asante drops another very generous $5 super chat. He says this, let it not be said that we we that all, we that all have this negativity for PlayStation. The removable side panels are awesome. I cannot wait for the Pope to make magic. Yeah, you know, listen, I, I saw that, and I think that's fantastic. You, you could take off those panels. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people changing the colors because a lot of people don't like the white. I actually like the white, to be honest. With you. I actually prefer the white controller with the with the highlights that it has. But I'm 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 going to probably buy another one if they if they have custom controls or even one that's going to be in black because I'd rather have you know both than just one. Uh, and I'm I and you know something, it is going to be interesting to see what people do in regards to designing these side panels for the PlayStation Five. But you know, Cotton, getting back to the Xbox Game Pass conversation. Uh, there is obviously a lot to get excited about. And, and I say that because, um, and I'm going to pose this question to you. And you, and if you want to, if you want to tackle, do you feel Sony's behind the eight ball? I'll let you do that. But my question to you first is this, Aaron Greenberg confirmed that in the, it, very soon, he said very soon, we're going to learn the launch lineup. Now what's important about that is what he said following that statement. It is the largest launch lineup in Xbox's history. So that tells me that there's going to be a lot of games in there. What's impressive, what's exciting, and what is, again, for the player, you know, using Sony's own tagline against them, is that every one of those games that are going to be first and second and potentially third-party uh, partnered games from Microsoft are probably going to be an Xbox Game Pass. So you could potentially come home with your console, whether you buy the $300 one or the $500 one, because each box is going to have Game Pass. Now, whether that's a month or the rumored three months, I don't know. We'll know in a couple of weeks. But you could come home to over a dozen new games to play, which include Gears Tactics, Falconeer, The Medium, The Ascent, potentially 12 Minutes, and the one with the little fox. I keep I always forget that for the, 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 the ones like Zelda. I mean, my God, <laughs> there's going to be so much for you to play, and it's not going to cost you anything 
to enjoy these new games. That is the advantage that Microsoft has. And I know some people are going back and forth with each other. Listen, if you think that the PlayStation 5 is going to sell more, more consoles this generation, I am here to tell you, you are sadly wrong. Straight up wrong. Why? Because of a $400 and $500 price point. That's why when you, again, people look for value. The casual markets, 85% of the, of the market, casuals, 85 million consoles in the PlayStation 4 were, were, were bought by casuals. Expect those same casuals to look at Microsoft for value, especially in the world that we are currently living in. I can get this console for three hundred dollars and over three hundred dollars, three hundred games to play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Xbox. Trust me when I tell you, they are going to move over the same way they moved from 360 to PS4. They're gonna move from PS4 to Xbox Series S because of the value proposition. But what are your thoughts on what I just said there, Cotton? Oh, uh, it's. It's true. I know there's a lot of back and forth right now, um, just online, even a little bit here in the chat. But it's the thing is, Microsoft is making a such a valuable proposition to where there's no reason at all to buy any other platform other than if you're buying it for an exclusive. And that's it. And the more, because I have a lot of friends who play games most people do and i have a lot of friends who are casual gamers who are they were enthusiasts but they're more or less casuals because everyone's pretty busy but being in the know and knowing like i've let them know that um miles morales uh, horizon forbidden west all of these exclusive games which yeah they're exclusive to playstation they're coming to the playstation 4 so like how long until we start seeing completely exclusive games to the PlayStation five. I know demon souls is supposedly supposed to go to PC. And then there was that whole debacle where it said uh, to other consoles at a later date sort of thing. Um, the values un unreal with game pass alone. And the fact that, yeah, Xbox has always been the king of throwing in, subscription cards with purchases whether it was back in the day when you bought um crimson skies and you got a three month free xbox live card like what kind of time were we living in back then i don't even know then it <laughs> goes all the way down to they were tossing out 48 hour trial cards and now you have free one month cards for game pass if it's going to be one or three months for game pass ultimate which is a whole other monster the fact that people want to upgrade already and then putting them right into this ecosystem where it's, it can become a situation where it's like oh yeah i'll start a trial and subscribe to whether it's like ea access when i would do it just so i could play battlefront like 10 hour trial before it came out or whatever right like people whether you're forgetting you're subscribed or not people are going to want to be subscribed to game pass exactly. just because as soon as you see all those games disappear it's like uh yeah like crispy said like you can spend hours playing like goat simulator any other game that just pops up on there and it's built so uh it presents itself to you in such a way that it's like any model subscription service as far as when new titles when indie titles are added major titles are added it's right there it's in your face it's 
people, all my friends who are subscribed, they go and they look at Game Pass all the time. Like, what's new on Game Pass? And then they, if you're on Twitter, if you're anywhere online, they give out the updates. Like, this is what's coming. This is what's leaving. It's on the app. It's just like when you get onto a Netflix or an HBO Max or a Disney Plus where it's this model subscription service and it says new on Game Pass and you see all of these things. If you want to play them, go for it. If you don't, not everyone's King David and is going to go out there and play every <laughs> single indie game. But the thing is, there's diamonds in the rough in there. There's a lot of content in there. It's such a major deal. I do think Sony's a little behind the eight ball just because they've had the... Like, I know that you can do some sort of uh, streaming to your phone with the PS Now sort of thing, but that's levels behind the Game Pass streaming, xCloud streaming. That Game Pass, the xCloud streaming is a whole nother beast. Comple- even today, when I tell some people about it, if I find someone I haven't told about it, that like, oh no, yeah, you can pull out your phone. And soon it will be on iPhone. They're working with things like that. People are reporting that it's on TV, smart TVs and stuff I've seen online. We've talked about that for over a year where it's we know and we feel like it's just a matter of time before it's everywhere. Being able to access Game Pass without a console is that blows my mind to this day. And I've done it multiple times on my phone at work. And people, every time they see it, they're like, wait, what? Is that it's like <laughs> it's it's crazy, dude. Um, and then you have yeah, the launch lineup is going to be crazy. I remember uh, waiting in line back was it like 2005 to get the 360 from Walmart at midnight because they ran out of I don't know if there was any babies taking my <laughs> spots or not at GameStop. What clowns? Got them! Got them if they are. <laughs> I was at GameStop and they're like, look, we got like. We got like 15 and you're like number 16. So you got to go somewhere else. Luckily, I went right over to Walmart and they had 20 and I was 19th in line. And I was like, okay, I'm getting the 360 Pro. I need the hard drive. The 60 gig hard drive is going to make or break my whole experience. <laughs> but they had games like uh, Call of Duty 2. I'm trying to think. They had Cameo. They had Peter Jackson. Oh, dude, they had an amazing launch they, lineup, they had, dude. So, yeah. yeah, it was great. I think Amp 3 was in there. Most but, wanted was one of the still the still the best. Oh, one of my speed, favorite dude. E for speeds ever. Yes. Yeah, they had that on there. I know they had Tony Hawk's American Wasteland in there, which is I feel an underrated Tony Hawk. Anyways, that launch lineup was crazy. This is only going to get better. The fact uh, I've just only been able to watch people play Gears Tactics. I'm chomping. Me at the too. Bit. Yes. I'm chomping at the bit to play Gears Tactics on the next gen, and I know it just went gold today. Um, we got Cyberpunk just go- gone gold. All these yes. games, like whether it's on the day day one launch, where you have all of these thousands of backwards compatible games, and then you're gonna have all these new games, and then Game Passes. There's rumors of yeah, all these other games co- like major titles coming into Game Pass. It's it's unreal, honestly. I don't know what else to say about how what a proposition it is for game pass it's good for everyone clowns laid that out for you i've never even heard so much like trash talk about a subscription service where it's so pro-consumer i don't remember even back i was young but i would go to gamestop not even gamestop blockbuster hollywood video the and rent games like it was no tomorrow like i'd rent the same game 
owning games was never a point of contention when it came to enjoying the medium or getting your chance to experience that when it comes out. It's un- unbelievable to me, even with services like Gamefly or when Redbox had games for a dollar, like at launch. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't hear anyone crying about, oh, this is anti. And that was might have been way more anti for uh, game devs and publishers. You know what I mean? Like, Xbox is going out of their way to make people, consumers happy and make business partners happy and just bring more and more content and value to their service it's and for 15 dollars a month and you don't have to pay for xbox live and you might get a month or three for free and the majority of people who've known about it i've been subscribed to game pass since before they even had game pass ultimate but me too i was there day one yeah yeah, day one and was telling everyone i could about the one dollar buy-in and how you could stock up on it um a lot of people got to take advantage of that. And even if I took advantage of that and I know the value of like, dang, I just had two or three years for almost a dollar. Right. And I'm still willing to be like, it was so good. Yeah. I only paid a dollar for all that. Yeah. But I'm willing to go out and pay whatever the price is to be in game pass because I know the value is there. And there with all of these acquisitions, everything that's going to be coming down the pipeline, uh, I don't see who is wanting to play games and not save money because it's such an expensive medium and an expensive hobby, whether it's upgrading to this new expensive piece of technology or it's waiting back and playing your PS4, or your Xbox One X and getting games as they come out. And whether you're paying $70 or $60, you know what I mean? There's a lot of different things about it. The Game Pass is right there. It's on all of their platforms. You can get it on your phone. I don't. It's it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. No. And again, value proposition gets overlooked tremendously. And Microsoft is the company is is the one that is, of course, giving you more bang for your buck. And, and again, I, I you know I hate to keep you know harping on this, but you know the world is the world, and right now finances. Are are a conversation that people have to have, and unfortunately, you may or may not be in a position to get a new console. What's interesting, and what seems to be left out of most of the conversation, besides Game Pass being what it is, is the Xbox All Access programs. Like, if you are mm-hmm. someone, like for instance, if you are a parent, and you obviously know that Christmas this year is going to be tough for you, but your son or daughter, or your nephew. Or uh, the next door, your neighbor's kid that's like your son or daughter, and you want to buy them something, but you just don't have the funds. You just don't, you you want to make sure that as a parent, a godparent, an aunt, an uncle, whatever, you want to be able to have something underneath that tree or wherever, whatever you celebrate, you can do that for twenty five and thirty five dollars respectively per month. For not only a brand new console, not only are you getting the new newest hardware, but you're getting two years of Game Pass and Xbox Live in there, which also includes where you can plan out plan to go with uh, Project X Cloud. I mean, my God, who is doing that for you? Like King would say, and that would be Phil Spencer and Team Xbox. So again, listen, folks, we're we're going to continue this. 
um, this hype train throughout the uh, remaining weeks, especially on this YouTube channel where we're going to be highlighting a lot of what Microsoft is doing. And I have already started writing tomorrow's show, which is another one. It's going to be epic. Obviously, if you look in, if you look at the title, it is going to be the main con uh, point of contention for the conversation tomorrow. With, of course, the Xbox Factor crew is going to be the thirty percent confirmed Delta in power, along with a bunch of really, really cool bits and bytes. But I just want to catch up on a few of the Super Chats that have come in, and I'm going to get everyone on out of here because, obviously, you know, it's two hours, and I, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to, you know, to hang out with us. We super appreciate that. So let's, let's start with the first one. We have another one from um, Henry Nice dropping in another additional $5 super chat. Thank you for your generosity there, Henry. He said this, what are your thoughts with Xbox offering a never before subscription to own uh, the console service versus Sony not offering such a service at all? I, I, I think that my, that it's ingenious. It is absolutely an ingenious service. I think Microsoft is looking to extend the value proposition that comes with being an Xbox gamer. But I think what they're trying to do, and I've said this for many, many months, I might have already said this for a year. I think that this generation is going to be the generation where you're going to see more multi-console homes than in the history of gaming because both both consoles are going to have games that you're going to want to play. But I think that Microsoft is really making a bid to be either your second console instead of a Switch because of the value proposition or potentially leaving Sony because you only play their first-party games and maybe you feel it's not worth a $500 investment. But if you look at over at Microsoft with the purchase of Bethesda and potentially some other big purchases coming as per Satya Nadala, it looks all up for Microsoft and Sony right now seems to be in a bit of a tailspin. And I, again, that's not being a fanboy; that's being a realist. Uh, we have another a good friend of the show, very generous friend of the show, Pixelbit G, drops an outstanding two dollar super chat and says, "Facts: We all grew up on blockbusters and others. Indeed, we sure did. Yeah. Uh, I I definitely went to the mom and pop stores. I wanted to be Corner Video uh, uh -huh. over on, on um American Home Video Store." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you good old game days. crazy, game crazy, yeah. was game crazy. I've heard of yes, yeah. This, again, this, we we miss all these 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 brick and mortar places for sure. Bounty Boom shows his generosity once again with another outstanding five dollars super chat. I mean, two dollars super chat, and says hit the like button, gamers. Great show for gamers. Yeah, thanks, dude. Super appreciate the compliment. John B drops another very generous five dollars super chat. Says growing up, I only got games on Christmas and my birthday. Game Pass is a win for everyone. Can't argue with that. Indeed, my brother, uh, my brother. Thank you so much for being here, John, and definitely want to thank the 800 plus people that tuned in for today's program. Amazing. Of course, I, it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I have seen channel growth in the last couple of weeks, unlike anything I have seen. And mind you, my channel is not even three years old. November 3rd makes three full years on YouTube. And to have this kind of success is all thanks to the community uh, and obviously tuning in. And of course, the panel, you guys are nothing short of amazing. So let's get into the outros and clowns. 
Let's get you out of here first, brother. You obviously are the voice of Four Guys with Quarters, a fantastic podcast that's weekly. Tell everyone where they can potentially reach out to you on social media, get a pizza recipe that they might be able to make in their state, unlike in Florida, and where could people check out your outstanding content? Well, first off, um, they can get a pizza recipe. The best place would be New York City. There's nothing that comes close <laughs> to New York City pizza. Um, but you guys can check me out at Tying Clowns on almost all social media, Four Guys with Quarters, on Tuesdays at 5 p.m., and then 4GQ TV News with Flamish, the Belgian sensation, across the nation, three days a week on the Four Guys with Quarters channel. On Wednesdays, uh, Gaming Beyond the Box, and then Mondays, Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. Indeed. Well, thank you so much for being a part of that program, and thank you for everything that you do for the community. Next up, Crispy Bomb, you are also very busy yourself. Not only are you on this program on Fridays, you joined today's panel. I super appreciate that, but you also got a few other programs. Where could people reach out to you on social media, check out what other shows you're on, and potentially be chainsawed in half by you on Xbox Live? <laughs> yeah, you never know. I, I use the shouty more than the chainsaw. Uh, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the shout out to the chat, though. I mean, really awesome conversations. I really love seeing. I may not interact all the time, but I definitely love seeing. You know, some some good wholehearted conversations. It always means something to us because we know you're engaged. You know, you're you're ready to roll, and you are excited for gaming. It is at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb Twenty Eight Xbox Live. Hit me up. Yes. I add friends as long as you ain't a toxic fanboy. I'm cool with you. Nice. And, you know that that's uh, we could have different opinions. We can talk in a, a chat. I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, we got next podcast tomorrow night or tomorrow night 7 p.m. I, and actually, I forgot Gaming Beyond the Box. I will be a guest on. Nice, tonight. dude. And yes, and then we have uh, Friday breakfast of boom. I don't know what else is going to ensue. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> and then and then we have. Uh, we have Retro Renegades, 7 p.m. Tuesday nights. Yes, we drink beers, we talk gaming, and whatever the heck else we want to talk about. There are no Babies that steal Series X's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, hit me up. It, 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 social media, Xbox, hit me up. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for being here. And last and not, and not least, but before we get to Cotton McCast, one of my favorite guests to have on here, we got to thank the tireless effort of the sheriff known as lethal papa and he was busy today i saw he was he was he was back slapping and <laughs> drop kipping and of course camel clutching lots of trolls that left and did not come back lethal thank you so much for all that you do and of course if you are a moderator and i missed you i apologize but i think the tireless work of certainly lethal papa who's here each and every show so obviously he is the real deal. And Cotton, thanks so much for jumping in, brother. Super appreciate it. Glad that you were here to give us, uh, like, like, um, like Crispy was saying, speak your truth. Um, and uh, where could people follow you on social media, but potentially reach out to you on Xbox Live? Yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry, I showed up a few minutes late. Uh, it's been a crazy past week or so. Uh, ESP and the Ocho, they sent me out to Florida on their dime to go down and uh, hang out with the Tampa Bay Lightning, celebrate their Stanley Cup victory they had, and uh, did all that. I actually ended up getting to link up with Dreadpool. Uh, nice, if, uh, dude. You guys have seen or listened and heard to his show, um, Breaking Bread with Dread. I actually uh, got to sit down and record something with him, so look forward to that in the future. He's got 
awesome, super cool content. I love being here, boom. Anytime at all, I'll try to be here. And uh, yeah, shout out to the chat. 800 people live. You're growing like crazy. And then you're you, talking about something like maybe trying to get to 5,000 subscribers by the end of the year. You're killing it. You're crushing it, dude. Um, Italian clowns, crispy, always cool talking to you guys. You can follow me anywhere on Twitter, Twitch at Cotton McCast, and hit me up through DM or uh, hit me up on Xbox Live to play some games. My gamer tag right now is Terry Fold. One nice, nice. Well, thanks so much for being here, Cotton. Definitely appreciate that. And everyone, I want to thank you again for taking the time to hang out with us. 800 people is a big deal for a small channel. Uh, and you know what? I reached my goal was 5,000 subs by the end of the year. I am closing in on seven, and maybe Kill. just maybe. I hit that 10K. I started offering some merchandise on the channel. That would be kind of dope, but I couldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So once again, thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. And I'm going to close out the show with something that is important to me and hopefully will one day be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me when we were kids. And he was the wisest man I've ever known. He used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything. To be nice, you live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow on the regular scheduled program, a new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Take care, everyone.